Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, a bright start to a week. Uh, good. I think okay. I think okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on bated breath because the Valentine's Day reveal. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, yes. Well, Valentine's went very well. Thank you. Um, we had a lovely meal and um, my present, which was candle making. Oh, went down very well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you guys go to like a candle making like workshop? No, it's like this kit that you can buy to make um, candles oh, on your own at home. Oh my God. So, wow. How yeah. did that go? Uh, well, we haven't done it yet, but um, oh, wow. he did like his Valentine's present. Because so he gets to good. spend time with you doing cheeky exactly. candles. Oh. And that's what he wants to do, spend oh. time with me. And that was, so it's both a promise to spend several hours together. Yeah. And awesome candles at the end. And then have nice little candles. Damn. Now that yeah. is inventive. Ingenious, isn't it? Wow. Was I'm he surprised? with myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. He did, he did like it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. He didn't, he hit it really well. <laughs> ah, well, I'm just, um, I just remember that you, you self-identified as somebody who wasn't a big Valentine's gift person. So this no. was quite out of the ordinary for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good for you. That's wonderful. Excellent. Oh, yeah. no, it was all good. Excellent. And we went for a lovely meal. So that was nice. Oh, excellent. Had some lovely food. Um, although I was suffering with a bladder infection at the time. Um, and was really glad to get home and put my pajamas on. <laughs> oh, man, that's the worst. Uh, oh, it's been a tough week. I am not oh, going to lie. No, it's not. Yeah. 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 I think mm. um, I, I definitely need my sleep. I've realized this. Yeah. If I didn't know before, after this week, I so know it. Yeah. On sort of four or five hours sleeping eight is I am just not fit oh, for human consumption. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, just oh. clinging on, making it through the days. I was exhausted. Mm. Oh, man. exhausted. That is. <gasps> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I need my sleep. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Oh, so I'm hoping that this week is going to be brighter and perkier than last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hope so yeah. too. That yeah. is no fun. I was really emotional as well. You know, I think it's just exhaustion. I was mm. even crying at the news. Like, just <gasps> Well, the news is cry-worthy, so. <laughs> well, it was. I mean, it was just devastating, some of the things that were happening with, mm. the, um, with the high winds in the UK. Like, and it just, I don't, oh. just really got to me. And then other things that just came up during the week, the slightest thing kind of seemed to set me off. Oh, um, I think it's just exhaustion. Oh, just yeah, like exactly. low, lower levels of energy. Mm. Um, yeah, just not really being able to achieve much outside mm. of the kind of day to day. God. But yeah, we're looking forward to a brighter week. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Universe. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which is nice when we're having kind of shitty weeks. We say it on the podcast. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, lots of uh, TLC last oh. week was needed. Ah, uh, that is not fun for no. folks with bladders like us. It is not fun. 
Yeah. I think a lot of folks can identify. It's the worst feeling mm. in the world. Not the worst feeling in the world, but but gets real close. It's yeah, it's yeah. hardcore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this oh, is a mean so, yeah. question of the relationship correspondent, but did you happen to go to the correspondence desk at all this week? I did. Even in my <laughs> time of dire exhaustion, oh. I still managed to find some relationship news oh, to my share with the lovely listeners. Gosh. <laughs> You're like a wartime correspondent. Wow. I know, mm-hmm. I know. um so this week's relationship news is about how getting a dog can make your relationship stronger according to a study i'm slightly dubious though because the study was by rover.com of course so is that like rover as in the dog i haven't kind of investigated the source but anyway let's let's share this anyway (laughs) so yeah apparently getting a furry friend could be the answer to strengthening your romantic relationships The new research um, turns out that a whopping 60% of couples who um, have a dog admitted that their relationship had gotten stronger um, since they got one. It also said that 43% of couples admitted that since getting a dog, they became more attracted to their partner. Oh my God, this is just so weird. Okay. (laughs) So it says for millennials, the commitment of getting a dog together Mm. is as big as moving in together which means the relationship must be pretty serious Uh so in fact a third almost a third of british couples decided to be with somebody for six years before getting a getting a canine friend Hmm. so they they wanted to establish a relationship before they made this commitment Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to get a dog together so yeah, it says it's a huge commitment. Um, like co-parenting a, a pet takes teamwork and the ability to compromise and of course good communication skills. So wow. could this be the answer to all relationship challenges? <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, no, everyone. Now, oh you're you're a dog owner, so yes. tell me, is this true? Were you happier once you got a dog? Did it improve mm. your relationship? Yeah, well, funny enough. <laughs> At the time I <laughs> got her, uh, me and my dude were not together. <laughs> oh, okay. And then we've spent, I know it's funny, I'm like, oh my God, if I trace out the last eight years of this dog's life, like we've been not together, then together, then uh, moved apart, and then moved mm-hmm. together, and then moved apart. Um, I will say that the dog has been neutral. The dog has been okay. neutral to our relationship. It's nice. Um, but the thing is, like, when dogs do shitty things... Uh, it's kind of like when kids do shitty things, like oftentimes it doesn't bring out your best. You don't often fight constructively or sort of mm. look at the issue from the same side. So if like the dog has pooped all over the floor or has eaten the door or um, is aggressive to some other dog in the dog park, then um, you tend to kind of fight and be like, oh, it's your fault. Just saying, oh. just saying. Well, you're not selling dog ownership to me right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, no, I mean, I I would I, I, say it's more of a stress than a, a strain mm, than a than a help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know many couples that um, get the dog and the promise that they're going to kind of go on lovely oh. joint walks together and how amazing <laughs> it'll be. And then one partner often ends up being the only one that does the dog walking. Yes. Um, and yes. there is a lot of discussion about um, whether one party is taking it seriously enough yeah. or not that happens a lot yeah so but maybe the people i know are just those um 40 percent of unlucky people yeah (laughs) from the study and i just haven't met the 60 percent that has changed their lives no rover is (laughs) sweet and so it is actually um uh an online forum where you can find like dog walkers and cat sitters and all that sort of primarily dog walkers yeah yeah 
Yeah. And they're great, but they also like charge some 20 or 30% off of their dog sitters. So like right. to even post your, yeah. So very quietly, mm. what, what is the thing to do with rovers? You meet your dog sitter and then you go rogue and you sort of <laughs> go off the platform and then do bookings. <gasps> I can't believe I'm saying this. I will not no, mention names. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, Rover, you're, you're naughty. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, mm. I'm, I have, Rover is great as a matchmaker, but I do not trust its research. Yeah. Basically, it's telling a bunch of poor people to go get dogs with separation anxiety so that they'll drum up more business no thanks rover <laughs> i see what you're doing <laughs> so that just blew the relationship news right oh, out I'm of the so water this sorry week. i know <laughs> it's a great thing to think about that but like that that that's got me that relationship news got me fired up because i'm like mm. wow yeah yeah, no, I would so, say. Yeah. Maybe think about it a little bit because having a dog is commitment. Oh. And um, so just consider what impact do you think it might have on your relationship before going out and seeking a little furry friend? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's the same <laughs> consideration before getting pregnant too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do actually think that kids are easier than pets. <gasps> like I really genuinely mean this. Wow. You can take kids anywhere with you. You yeah. can't take pets everywhere. No. And the amount of people that I know that have that get um get pets and they're like oh no i can't stay out anymore or i can't yes. attend that party yes like this whereas kids god take them with you anyway yes have them sleep at the pub but you can yes <laughs> <laughs> true i actually really wish i could take a stroller with my dog yeah exactly mm. so yeah very true oh spicy all right all right, right. thank you <laughs> Well, that, that actually caused more debate and discussion than I thought it was going to. Oh my go. gosh, I'm fired up. <laughs> All right, yeah. shall we do a, um, a hot topic? Mm-hmm. Let's go. So if the relationship love desk didn't get you fired up today, then this hot topic definitely will. <laughs> When did you last talk finances with your partner? <gasps> oh my That gosh. beautiful, sexy subject of money. Oh, sweet. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm working with a couple right now, or it was one part of a couple who's like, they've got some very, very big issues around finances from their past because they've had mm. some um, compulsive mismanagement issues. And so they cannot talk to their partner about the future. Because it gets into talking about money and money is a big trigger for them. So part of our work is actually working on how to actually see the discussion about finances as something that's not like that scary thing that kind of brings up yeah. past stuff. It's a huge yeah. thing. I the yeah. money is like just such a big um big factor in a relationship, but I think mm. it's a big factor in in all of our lives as well. So mm. if we look at our relationship with money, it'll tell us lots about who we are as people um generally we've got some sort of money history we all have mm. think about the messages that you were told when you were younger about money think about those messages that you still hold on to and believe to be true mm-hmm. um think about how you are with money and how your partner is with money mm. are there any is there any mismatch there like i mean there's just so much that it can that it can bring up oh my gosh totally and I remember you saying that this came up big time in your prior relationship. Yeah, it did, yeah. Um, we only ever argued about money. But I'm not great, like, when I haven't got money. Um, I really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really struggle with that. And I have my own money um, issues as well. I know I do. 
um, and have a real need for financial security. Mm. So for me, talking about finances with your partner is actually quite a big thing. Ah. Um, and, you know, when I have an age where we have to start thinking about retirement and how we're going to pay mm. for it. Mm. So there's a lot of discussions to have about money when you get to a certain age. But I think yeah. it is also relevant at any stage in your relationship. And mm. what do you think? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's such a trust thing, right? Like when you, let's say that you become common law or married. So it's sort mm. of where the state deems you as being common law. And then whatever, like if the relationship dissolves and you, you know, like you place like my lovely friend who's a lawyer, she's like the most romantic thing that you could ever do is to create and sign a prenup. Mm. Yeah. Which solidifies your conversation about money. <laughs> which it sounds like everyone's yeah. like, oh, I trust you. Well, you don't need a prenup. She's like, bullshit. Like it is the most romantic thing you could do. Always nail that down. I think you definitely need to have some discussions about money, about views, about money, about, um, you know, planning for your future, about things that are big that are going to come up so mm -hmm. you know if you're in if, if you're younger and you're at the first stages of, of relationships there are going to be points key key points in your life where you're going to need more money than the normal so mm -hmm. things like get married buying your first house buying you know upgrading your house um having children maybe there's yeah having children maybe there's uh there's that whole discussion about education oh yeah that's something you pay for or not pay for i mean all of that is surrounded by money mm -hmm. um the types of holidays that you want to go on i mean that has a even something that you would think is pleasurable and simple if you've got totally different views about money can really throw up a bit of a storm can't it so yeah yeah money is like a big topic in relationships and we should yeah. all be discussing it more often than we are I yeah think. oh completely I remember having this phone call from a patient or actually you know and um they were in a uh, Caribbean country on their honeymoon and um and anyway so like domestic violence actually started and kind of like physical, actual physical violence actually started mm. on the trip. But um, so, you know, by the time she'd come back to Canada, she there was a restraining order and she was trying to kind of hide from this person. But, you know, one of the things that stuck in my mind is she said, you know, the financial manipulation had started, had been going on since the start of their relationship. So yep. finances were something that that control um, mm -hmm. was something. So like, so not only like having discussions about finances, but also sort of understanding like, is this somebody who I feel I have an equal footing on? Is there any sort of, mm -hmm. uh, you know how I li always like to flag abuse and manipulation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so true. So a lot of people, they are being manipulated financially and they don't even realize it. Mm -hmm. So things like um, somebody controlling what you do for a living or how much money you earn because they want to keep you in a certain position. Yeah. So that you are um, smaller than, than them and they feel like they've got more control. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th I think the other thing that's quite scary as well when you're married is um, really understanding your partner's attitude towards money and if they're doing anything um, irresponsible money-wise. So you hear these horror stories, don't you, of people that have remortgaged houses and not even told their, pe told their yeah. partner or run up huge debts um, you know, through through their behavior and action that then you're liable for as well because mm. you're married. Oh. So there's a whole, there's a whole thing around, I think 
we don't want to talk about money because we don't want to put people off. Like, yeah. and after, like it's all like of that talking about herpes, right? Like it's the yeah. same thing. Like, yeah. yeah, anything where you're feeling fearful of having a discussion mm. with somebody, that's got to tell you that that relationship maybe isn't as strong as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Because you shouldn't be in a relationship where you where you can't have some conversations about some really tough things. And, yeah. and it is hard to talk about finances, but it's also massively important. Yeah. Um, you know, the same as when we talk about sexual health. Yeah. You know, exactly the same thing. Like, we've got to be able to have those difficult conversations. And if we... And you do want to feel like there's some sort of parity when when it comes to money, because mm. when you've got this inequity, then one person kind of feels like they, you know, maybe aren't contributing as much or feels slightly more inferior. You've got kind of lots of different things to consider. I think when equally when one person maybe is more financially responsible than the other, mm. that can lead to a whole host of arguments where you have different views about how you should spend money or what you should be, um, you know, where, where your funds should be going mm-hmm. when you're in a relationship. Or awareness of a budget. Yeah. Like there's some I mean, people I coach and they're like, I refuse to look at a budget. And like, ah, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not an option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not going to help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So like, like talking about anything that's like, you know, um, talking about STIs, talking about contraception, talking about family planning, talking about finances. When do you, when and how do you bring up finances? As early as possible. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. And um, I think with curiosity, um, so we talk, we, we talk often about using curiosity to, um, to approach things in a non-confrontational way. Mm-hmm. Because if we want to have an open discussion that's um, based on honesty and transparency, then we can't approach that in a confrontational way because, mm. I mean, guess what's going to happen then? <laughs> You're just going to be met with that yeah. um, confrontation back. So I think it's about having curiosity about um, maybe asking some questions about the past. So what was it like when you were growing up? Mm. Did you guys have, did you did you struggle with money? Was money an issue in your household? That'll give you a bit of an indication as to how they feel about money um, in the present. Mm-hmm. And um and, you know, and then it's about asking about, you know, approaches, you know, how maybe ask some questions around risk, like how risky do you, um, are you with money? Does it, do you feel like you treat things responsibly or, or do you like to take risks mm. and just really kind of sounded me below. And sometimes I think that we, we think that we know the other person because we're watching their, maybe their spending habits, but that might not tell you the full story because imagine if somebody's like really lavish and you think, oh my God, mm. there must be kind of, yeah. you know, you automatically think, oh, they must have loads of money if they're flashing their cash around. Um, but in reality, that might be based on nothing. It could be all on the never, never. Mm. Um, and that's that's probably not ideal for your future. If you're <laughs> somebody who yeah. really wants to come from a secure place, from a, you know, a solid foundation, if, you know, let's say you're the type of person that would never ever buy anything unless you've got the, the money, you'll save for something for months mm. before you'll purchase something that you really want. You'll really think carefully and consider all the options. You'll weigh up, have a, you know, is this the right investment for me? Am I spending the, my money in the right place? Right. Maybe you do have a strict budget, and if your partner that you meet isn't like that, there's going to be a challenge in that relationship. And 
And sometimes differences can be healthy because we can encourage each other out of our comfort zones. But if it's too drastic, Mm -hmm. then that may just be too much for you to take in a relationship. So yeah, get, get those discussions out early doors. Like maybe not date one, but (laughs) (laughs) certainly a few dates down the line. Yeah. And, and why not? And the thing is like, like everything, everything can be sort of brought up in a cheeky sort of you know, like yeah. you mentioned, curiosity as well as like mm. playful, right? Yeah. You know, what's your view on condoms? What's your view on shared bank accounts versus independent yeah. bank accounts? There's no harm in like bringing it up yeah. like right at the start. Yeah. Yeah. You can also use that other thing, can't you, which is, um, oh, this happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. mm-hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, a friend of mine's arguing about joint bank accounts with oh, her partner, like, yeah. What would you say in that situation? So sure. you can use, you know, you can do it in in lots of different ways. Yeah, I think the key point is to start having some of those conversations. Yeah, and um, yeah, and as you as you progress through life, then you're going to need to have some conversations about retirement because, mm-hmm. I mean, that is is something that's important mm-hmm. to think about. What mm-hmm. am I willing? Do I want to sacrifice something today to have a something better in the future or are my views completely opposite to that mm-hmm. and where do you both stand because if you don't know that about your partner and you haven't had those conversations you could be assuming that they think exactly the same way as you and you'll get a really nasty surprise when it comes to <laughs> totally. 65 and you realize that you've got to work for another 25 years oh my gosh um, yeah. and you can't and you're not you're not living the life that you want to live um yeah totally so yeah it's it's interesting, I think, to sometimes ask the question, like, where do you see yourself in 10 years time, in 20 years time? Yeah. And really maybe kind of phrase it around that, because in order to, if you want to live a certain lifestyle, then that will help you then to get around to that subject of money. Yeah. All right. Well, how do you, like, how are we going to pay for it? How are we going to fund it? Mm-hmm. And are we in it together or are we funding our own oh. lifestyle separately? So you can yeah. really start to have some of those conversations if you look to the future. Yeah. Oh, totally true. Oh my gosh. Talk about money, honey. Love it, loving it, money. <laughs> yeah, no, and this gets both of us jazzed up for sure. We love talking oh, about money. We love talking yeah. about money. Yeah. And it, it is kind of shocking sometimes when I when I hear about people who've gone into a relationship and they're like, somebody else will be the caretaker of the money. I trust them. I don't really need to yeah. know about them. They'll sort of mm-hmm. like get every you know, um I, I suppose it's because my mom sort of she so my dad was sort of like made it look like he was the big swinger and had so much Mm. money and had so much whatever he was like those really flamboyant wow like Mm. you know let's paint the moon red and that sort of thing and they'd stay up all night and it was just like I wouldn't say pipe dreams like you know well yeah no they were pipe dreams totally so (laughs) so yeah so she kind of basically as a naive you know very young uh, teenager um basically kind of put her everything into into something that didn't materialize um Mm. so I guess from that I'm super shy and I've I've gone the other way so I we don't share any assets we're not even in the same country but like uh (laughs) we don't share any assets we don't have any shared bank accounts we Venmo each other or like Mm. bank transfer each other which is lovely like the thing is is that I love I love it like I don't have Mm. to worry about my partner's financial decision making yeah don't have to care don't have to see the bank accounts the statements whatever I suppose where the challenge comes in of having total independence and I'm I'm a very independent person Mm. but where the challenge comes in is um if you're together and you're in a relationship then 
you should be able to rely on each other for everything, including financially. Oh, if yeah. So if push came to shove, I think you need to be having those conversations that say, okay, we are like super independent and we want to share things yeah. equally. However, you know, anything could happen to any of us at any time, right? So say suddenly you become incapacitated in two years' time. Yeah. I mean, as well as being of, of an age where I have to start to think about retirement, I also have to think about like health things as well. Yeah. Right? Illness, yeah, for sure. Quite depressing getting older. Um, <laughs> so what would yeah. happen in that scenario? And I think this is where you can still have that independence, but you need to know that you can rely on each other yeah. um, in the future if you if if that you know if that situation arose oh i mean and i will go so far as to say like in my relationship like i favor independence so much that we haven't had kids we don't have any assets we don't own Mm. a home we don't own anything so really i'm denying myself of all those things so that i can become independent or be independent Mm. and and so the whole point is like you can't live life as sort of these independent financial islands like there's so Mm. and you're right, is even as I've sort of tried to go to the farthest reaches of independence, right? Denying myself of owning anything together. You're right. Like, if we get sick, all of a sudden, (laughs) all the things that I've been sort of running from for all these years comes to roost, for Mm. sure. You you can't, trust me, you can run, but you can't hide. And I like, (laughs) if you want to sit me down, I'll tell you like about the running part, but you can't, you can't hide from (laughs) financial interdependence as a joined couple yeah yeah and and if you are you know a couple you've committed to each other as as you have Mm. then you have to be able to rely on your partner for everything you just mean to say that you have to have that all of the time but you've got to you've got to have enough trust that that support would be there yeah in your worst case scenario in your darkest day yeah whatever it might be and that might not just be financially, but you've got to have that real confidence yeah. in your relationship to say, I 100% know that I could rely on that person. Yeah. And you can't have, you know, you can't have that trust. You can't have that belief unless you have some of those difficult conversations. Yeah. Well, and gosh, and I do have to say, like, as a physician, I've seen, like, even recently, um, a lovely couple, uh, and I was taking care of the, the husband, and then I got a correspondence from the emergency department he had a cardiac arrest in bed with his wife and he died yeah yeah see i'm feeling really emotional this week that's setting me off i know i know i know it's super it's super sad and the thing is is like where's the insurance policy yeah where are the bank accounts where are the passwords i mean it sounds horrible but all of a sudden and i spoke to the wife that day and she, she was stunned. She could not think, she could not think about how she's now alone in the world because now all of these financial things just came. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable how we don't prepare ourselves for these conversations. And the trust mm-hmm. thing is, you know, let's say something horrible happens and you all of a sudden die. Where yeah. is everything? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible. We don't have that and conversations. That, and that goes for any situation that you're in so whether you're in a relationship or not Mm. then having your financial affairs in order you've talked before about having a will yeah wait a minute you haven't got yeah i you told me you haven't done it i haven't done it yet (laughs) oh my crap i know here i am waxing eloquent i know what have i told you you told me everything sarah (laughs) (laughs) 
get a wheel. Oh my god. Get yeah, it sorted. Shit. Yeah. It's like a kit. I can do it myself. <laughs> this yeah. is part of being yeah. a grown-up. Honestly. Yes. You've just got to be a grown-up for five minutes. Oh damn, you're right. Sarah, you you're can right. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it when you school me like this. It, you're so right. <laughs> You've got to have your finances in order. You are a strong, capable woman. You're right. You can do this. I can do my will. I've seen you do so many things. <laughs> really you hard things. <laughs> yes. Okay. You sorted your taxes to... out. You can no do this. No shit. I exactly. have wrangled with the IRS. You've moved to a new country. Yeah. Several times. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can do this. Right. I can do this. I Get can do it the will. together. Okay. Yes, you've got, you've two got weeks. it. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to write a note for this. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Yes. I can do. Uh, yes. So okay. Yeah. Will. Do you know what? Like, I think okay. you, as well as talking to your partner about finances, your own financial responsibility starts with you. So get your uh, own house in order. Then have the conversation with your partner. Yeah. Let's make this happen in the first quarter of 2022. I love it. We're all just going to be financially savvy. Love Get it. it. Get on it. Awesome. <laughs> and it's funny how I'm waxing eloquent with like clients and one is trying to say to the other, to their partner, like, please know the budget sheet. No, oh, I don't want to. And that sort of thing. Yeah. So we're like, you got to look at the budget and Anna, yeah. you got to get your will. Okay. You we do. all got yeah. it. We all have stuff to do. How's that? We all have yeah. stuff to do. Yes. Okay. That sounds good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sermon over. <laughs> Still going to have my independent bank accounts and just transfer money to and my... And that is absolutely yeah. fine. Nobody's saying, we've talked on this program before about how, how couples manage finances mm-hmm. and it's very different for everybody. You've got to do it in a way that um, that sits well with you, that aligns with who you are as a person, mm-hmm. aligns with you two as a couple. So nobody's saying there's a hard and fast rule about how you do it. Right. But the point is just do it, like do something about it. Have some discussions, have agreements, get crystal clear on where you're both at Mm. and and take that responsibility. Look after it. Cool. Yeah. Get her done. Okay. (laughs) All righty. Nice. Okay. That did fire us up. Thanks, Sarah. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, maybe I just need to record a podcast every day because I feel so much more energized right right now. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, right. Shall we skip to the question? Yeah, let's do it. It's a really long question today. (laughs) So we need to have listening ears on for this one. Okay, everybody. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm on my way to my weekend job when I get a text from my wife asking if I'll pick up our youngest daughter. I text her back to say, no, I'm not. I'm on my way to work. She replies saying, I'm an a-hole. <laughs> all while she is at her parents' house all weekend while I do everything else. I'm only working extra to pay for the kids' activities. I don't know why I'm bothering. Oh, this is so, co- oh my God, I get this all the time or variations of this all the time. This is hilarious. <laughs> Isn't it hilarious? Like, yeah, it's hilarious. It, is hilarious. it feels like a Faulty Towers episode. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine think- that there's just a thin crust over this volcano, right? Yeah. 
I mean, there's a there's a lot here, isn't there, in this question? Mm-hmm. I mean, the spooky link to the hot topic around finances. Oh, so clearly, there's yeah. something going on there. If he is working, um, you know, all these extra hours to pay for the kids' activities, then there's something behind that. Yeah, and they obviously haven't had the finance discussion. Why? <laughs> yes. And remember the uh, assumptions make an ass out of you and me. Mm-hmm. Last week, there are so many assumptions going on about who's yep. doing what and for why. Yeah, you can tell that two people have this. Whoa! I am doing so much, and I'm not being appreciated, and I'm carrying an yep. excessive amount of load in this relationship. It's not yep. fair. Assholes yep. on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> and there's something about the the whole dialogue, the discussion between two people. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can only imagine that. The atmosphere in their household is very unpleasant. Uh, I mean, because it feels yeah. like there's so much tension yeah. in that question. To- and they've probably like pared it down and sanitized it for our ears, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> was it just asshole? Yeah, exactly, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then to, to to speak to each other like that, I think, is quite difficult to to take, isn't it? So, if you're in that situation and you are speaking to each other in that way. It's time to really take a step back and to see what have we become as a couple. Oh, and listen, we've all been here, but you can read resentment and contempt. Just that's where they've they've retreated to their bunkers. Yeah, we've been there. I've been there. Yeah. I routinely go back there. (laughs) And this whole thing around spending all weekend at your parents' house, I mean, it's lovely to spend time with your family. My question would be, is that happening because you're trying to get away from something or... Is there kind of, you know, are there other needs going on that maybe, maybe she's a carer for her parents? Does Mm. does that need to be taken into consideration? There's a lot that we don't know about the situation. Right. But I definitely get the feeling that there just needs to be a step backwards. And really, if both of them were to look at the relationship with an outsider's lens on, what would they see? And would they be happy with what they see? Yeah. So if I have a couple... And this is pretty typical of, you know, of where sort of couples start coaching, mm-hmm. right? And if I have a couple yeah. in front of yeah. me, one of the things that I'll hear is the person here who's at, who's who's asking the question would say, I'm slaving away for the kids' extra activities. Yeah. That assumption is not going to be what their partner feels. Their partner is mm-hmm. going to be like, you're a workaholic, you love working, you know, here I am taking care of the kids all day and you're just you know, gallivanting around and whatever, mm. you know, um, they're going to have a totally different set of assumptions as to why mm. this person is working so hard. Yeah. Totally, totally different interpretation of what's going on. Mm. And, mm. and clearly the person who is just asking, Hey, can you please pick up the kid from school? They're at their last wits end because to them, they are doing all of the default parenting. They're doing all the I, I have a lot, this comes up a lot in coaching where one person is co- the financial breadwinner. They mm. think they're slaving away. Where the person stuck at home is like, no, you're out, you're out having fun all day. You get to interact with other people and have adult conversations with adults and stuff mm. while I'm doing all the heavy lifting of the kids. I wouldn't want to be at, I don't choose to be at home. I'm doing it, you know, mm. this is just a minefield of interpretations. Yeah. The, the thing that comes up for me when I'm listening to, to that is where's the appreciation, where's the gratitude, where's the acceptance and mm, for each other. Yeah. And it feels yeah. to me like there's some real, 
missing affection in in all of this because yeah if we switch from the narrative of you know of blame or um lashing out or looking at all the the negative aspects of what's happening if we switch that up and say you know what are five things that I really that I'm appreciating this week about my partner Mm. and we can switch to that we find that we're able to see things a lot more from the other person's perspective Mm. and when we fill our hearts with gratitude for each other and we then share that affectionately back Mm. we start to see some real strength in the relationship I think that's true. I think this couple needs to like thrash it out a bit before <laughs> I don't hear, I don't Do hear gratitude. Do you want yeah. some plate smashing first? Yeah. Let's go yeah. Greek. Yeah. yeah. We're going to go Greek on this one for sure. Cause like this couple, I would not, yeah. It would be like trying to um, put a cap on the, on the volcano that needs a vent first. Yeah, totally. I think you need to have that discussion and you need to be able to be seen and heard on both yeah. sides. I, I agree. Um, but, Again, I would I would refrain from the I would refrain from playing plate smashing and mm. really allow each other give each set a timer allow each other five minutes to say your piece mm. and five minutes is actually quite a long time so and the other person isn't allowed to respond isn't allowed to say anything at all just total silence and really listen don't think about what you're going to say in response don't think about your retort back. Just really listen to the other person. Mm. And then the other person gets a turn. They get five minute timer. Mm. And then at the end of it, ask yourself, what have I learned about myself in this situation? Mm. And if that doesn't work, smash a few plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anna's looking yeah. less convinced right no, now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I like the thing, the the five minute uninterrupted. Because mm. I and, and that has been part of, you know, in terms of successful coaching is really allowing each person this is why it's nice to work with a coach or a therapist because to yeah. maintain that silence is very hard to do with the two of you. But if oh, there's a, yeah. a referee yeah. in the room, <laughs> this yeah. is really and, helpful. And five minutes may feel like it's too long. Start with one minute, start yeah. with two minutes, do yeah. whatever feels comfortable. But the key part of it is you each get to say what you, you say your piece. You each get yeah. to say what's on your mind and the other person gets to listen. Yeah. And really listen. I, yeah, you know, often because it comes up so frequently where we fall sort of without speaking into these roles of, you know, you're the home, you're the kid raising, Mm. et cetera. And then you're the financial, you're sort of going out to get money. Yeah. The, this, the entire, the roles need to be redefined and not only redefined, but really redefined for yourself. It's like, why am I doing this thing? Mm. Am I doing all these things? You know, it's so, so weird. Like when we look at our partner, we're like, there's a bunch of stuff you're doing you don't have to do, but we don't feel like that. We feel like, oh, but I have to do this. I have to do that. Um, You know, for the person who's out winning the bread while the other is out on maternity leave and, you know, doing feedings every one to two hours, um, the person winning the bread's like, oh, but I have to, I'm building the family legacy. We Mm. need money. I also see that as like, I really like getting out of the house and working. Like, so we have to sort of, anyways, this is like, gosh, this is sort of like a bit of an anthill for me. So I I don't want to sort of go off because I'll take forever. But um, when when we work with people, we have to understand like, what of the roles are you doing? Because it's a nice to have you like doing it. And you you think it's important to you, but it's not Mm. an essential. It's not like the, the four walls of the house. Yeah. 
But the key thing is to start having some conversations. And I yeah. think that's a bit that feels like it's really missing in this um, in the, the, this relationship where the question has come from. Because having some of those conversations about roles and responsibilities, how do we view finances, mm. why are we doing some of the things that we're doing, what are the things that are really important to us, and really starting to create that to build a life that you want together rather than being so independent that you're not even having those discussions yeah. and you've got all of these stories that are going on inside of your mind and you're not validating those with the with the other person in this relationship and you know we choose to be in a relationship for a reason we've chosen that partner for a reason yes we've got to remember that we're on the same Absolutely. side I remember you saying very very early on in one of our podcasts remember you're on the same team yeah and that has yeah. stuck with me ever since because we often forget that and I think this couple have definitely forgotten they're on the same side. Yeah. Yep. And and the thing, the weird thing is a lot of the time, the thing, you know, right, the things that we choose that attracts us to one another are often the mm. things that get under our skin as mm. our relationship goes on. So, yeah. you know, the fact that each of these people play the role that they have, um, there's something about the arrangement that suits them. They chose their partner for that reason, that the, mm. that, it's almost like they chose their partner so that that dynamic could play out. But yet mm. it's the thing that gets under their skin. It's the thing that breeds resentment. So mm. totally, totally, totally. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm getting all fired up about this. But like, <laughs> yeah. Remembering this week. Oh my God, the, the coals are burning hot. Remembering on desire, remembering what you desired about that person mm. in the first place. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah, it's a huge yeah. um, way to crack through some of the resentment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the beautiful thing is, like, if you're like, oh, shit, that sounds like my relationship. This is like <laughs> a great diagnostic, like going to, you know, like a little, little engine light coming up on your cars. Like, you know what? Mm. This is not fatal. It just means like, yeah. oh, you know what? We have to work on something. Yeah, 100%. So it's like, we do, you know, we talk about emotions and feelings and how they're either good or bad. They're, they're not they're just mm. uh, they're a signal that something needs to be looked at yeah. and it's the same when we get um challenges in a relationship it's not good or bad it just is what it is but it's telling you something mm -hmm. and um and if you leave it alone and ignore it eventually it's just going to come knocking again um the same way that feelings and emotions do yeah. um we're presented with the things that we need to deal with repeatedly until we've until we've solved that challenge yeah and it's unavoidable because if you think that relationships, I, I have some people who are like, we never fight, we get along. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> artificial harmony, that, that, and, and actually, I've actually heard that from somebody who's, that's, that's their side piece. That's their affair. So they kind of mm. gauge their primary relationship against the, their secondary relationship, which is again, we never fight, we get along. I'm like, yeah, well, it's probably because you're not sharing a home and several children mm. and, and 30 years of, uh, uh, life together. It's, it's so easy to sort of look at that. Oh, we, we get along harmony. So that is, that, that is a myth. It is well, a myth. Because you haven't got any of the mundane, the transactional, yeah, totally all the stuff that is there day in, day out. Totally. So when this comes up, it's an opportunity that you will, it's either you face this or you divorce and leave and say, okay, I'll find another model and keep sort of, you know, keep that cycle going. This is a beautiful opportunity because we all have to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a week of facing up to things, people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Face up to your life. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't think sex has come up once. Yeah, this has been like we've been we've been hard at work. (laughs) Mm, Very, very. Oh, my gosh. All right. right. Good. Right. Well, we've got our homework. Yes, I We're ready to go. Yeah. Remember you're on the same team. Yeah. So out your finances. Get your will done. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. It's a good time. 2022. Yeah. We're sort of exiting the depression of January. We're getting into February. We're like, yeah. okay, this is the first of the year. Yeah. We got yeah. this. We are fast approaching spring clean season. So yeah. Start with well, your taxes first. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you can do this. Oh, I can. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Hope this is well. a brighter, healthier, feeling physically better week ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And just need some decent sleep. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. All right, till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.